This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, Meg. Hey. We're back. We indeed are. Yeah. And for anybody just listening, this is Your Town Podcast. We got another episode. And welcome, everybody. Hopefully, you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And we're trying a little bit different of a format. So anybody that does continue to give feedback, like all the amazing people on the Deluxe Edition Network, shout out to them and the podcast of the month, the Beard Laws Podcast, and Take on the World. Make sure you guys check them out, deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And let us know if you like this new format. And as always, if you have a story from a town that you've heard of, you live near, please just give us a topic. We're going to do some writing. Zach's still not back. Pretty busy. Keep going. Oh, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back. So I wrote it. And that's cool because I'm having a little bit more fun with this. And again, new format. Meg, are you excited about the new format? And why she went is because uh, she's going to do a little bit more talking in this episode on a, on a cool story. So I like my dribblings. <laughs> well, it turns Sprinkles. out you were a cheerleader, not a basketball player. I'm so no sprinkler. more dribbling. All right. Well, let's try this. And if you, if you don't like it, we'll go back to sprinkling and dribbling. Fair? I like to just do a dusting here and there. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, so either way, what we're going to do is um, we might as well, I guess, why don't you tell them a little bit about the intro there? Well, today we are going to be talking about a story that involves mystery, wealth, and the disappearance of a predominant socialite. Mm. It's the intriguing tale of Helen Brock, Chicago's greatest unsolved murder mystery. I know. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. I love it. And, and like I said, I've done a little bit of some research on this. This randomly popped into my brain. And we're going to do the introduction here. And I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to do the intro real quick. And then I'm going to get into it and why I found this story. So ready for the intro? Should we, should we run the intro? Run it. All right. We're going to do it right now. All right, so you're probably wondering, who is Helen Brock? All right, she was born in 1911, so we're kicking it back. We're not doing the 2000s anymore. We're going back to 1911, and she was a a Harris to the Brock's Candy Fortune. And for anybody, what, what are you looking at me like that for? Did I say it wrong? Say that one more time. Harris? Harris? Yeah. It's an heiress. Heiress of the Harris. <laughs> she's the hairiest heiress, so she's the Harris. Okay. I've never heard anyone say it like that. Yeah, reading's <laughs> hard for me. I say funny words, and on all the shows, people are like, oh, Matt can't say those words, but they're sure funny. It was for comedic purposes. I apologize. No, it's good. It's okay. I saw, I could it feel, me off guard. I could feel the look from you, and I was like, oh, okay. But either way, she was the heiress to the Brock's Candy Fortune. And Meg, Ooh, okay. and anybody else, where this is going. I love candy corn. And the best candy corn is from the Brock's Candy Company. Even have some in studio, if you don't believe me. Hear that crinkle? Brock's baby. All right, big fan of it. I mean, you can leave it open. <laughs> it, it just never goes bad. It's You, you buy a bag, it's like, <laughs> best buy the next four years. So the company itself was founded in 1904, seven years before she was even born. 
Um, and just another kind of fact is Helen was really known for her love of horses, philanthropy, and she was a very, very prominent kind of figure in Chicago's high society during the gangster phases of the mid 20th century. Huh. Mm -hmm. Soon we'll discover her life took a dark turn in the mid 1970s. Helen vanished without a trace, leaving behind a web of unanswered questions. It was a very tangled web, turns to find out. She was a regular of the social scene. She attended high-profile uh, events and horse shows. And her love for horses led her to the establishment of the Helen V. Brock Foundation, which aimed to support various charitable causes related to um, like poverty and welfare and just helping people that really couldn't afford to get on a horse huh. to, to get on the horse. Huh. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's fast forward to 1977. Let's do it. Helen was 65 years old mm -hmm. and had become increasingly suspicious of those around her, especially those who were managing her finances. She suspected that she was being defrauded. Mm -hmm. And one of these key figures in Helen's life at the time was Richard Bailey, a horse trainer who managed her stable. She trusted Bailey, and unfortunately that trust would soon, uh, not soon, soon, <laughs> Be shattered. Soon, soon, soon be shattered. Soon enough, be shattered. <laughs> On February 17th, 1977, Helen Brock vanished without a trace. She was last seen at the veterinarian's office in Glenview, a suburb of Chicago. The mysterious circumstances surrounding her disappearance have since baffled investigators for decades. Yes, yeah, so you have a very high profile person, and Helen just vanishes. Out of almost like thin air. And I feel like we've had a, a, a story not too long ago where people just vanished. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and it's just crazy because then immediately after she disappears, naturally, Richard Bailey becomes a suspicious person in this case. And it was actually revealed that he had been involved in various fraudulent she, uh, schemes and had financial motives to actually do harm to Helen. Ooh, to mm -hmm. do harm. To do harm. Hmm. The investigation was also uncovered, also uncovered a dark side of the horse world involving allegations of horse killing and insurance fraud. It seemed to it seemed like a plot straight out of a crime novel. Yeah, they started uncovering, like I said, of all of the, you know, the horses in the stables, the horse racing, all of this stuff and just how nasty it really was. Like I said, the, they were killing these horses. They were pretending to kill horses just to get insurance money. Um, they were burning down stables and also to get some of the money. And like I said, this stuff could have been written in a book. And I'm pretty sure there's probably a bunch of books written of this certain situation. But what was crazy is kind of Bailey has always been the only suspect. And with all the suspicions, the lack of evidence, he was never charged in any connection with her disappearance. And I mean, how many times have we done a show, done an episode, and it's like, there's all this suspicion. You know this is the person that did it. They had all these reasons. But because there was no evidence, eh, gets away. Got away again. But thankfully, he was a little bit of a dirty man. So he was actually convicted on charges that were related to fraud and conspiracy in 1984 and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. I was thinking this story was going to be set further back, but it's really not. I mean, so this is when this was years after. I mean, I, I mean, it was 77 and then it was seven years later when he was actually convicted. I, yeah, you're right. 
It was not hmm. too far back. 70s. There's there's a reason why I went with the 70s, because 70s were wild. They have been in a lot of stories. A lot of stories. So I, I actually, and I'll, I'll, at the end of this, I'll explain how I got to there. But hmm. Yeah. So the mystery of Helen Brock's disappearance continues to captivate people's imaginations. <laughs> was she a victim of a foul play, or did she choose to disappear? Mm-hmm. Theories abound, but no one knows for sure. It's true. They don't really know for sure. Like, was she trying to just... Hey, you know, with this whole Tupac theory, like him, like he didn't really get shot. He disappeared. It was all fake. And it kind of a lot of things are kind of potentially with her as well. And her name was tied to a lot of of the kind of fraudulent stuff with the horses and everything as well. But I mean, over the years, various leads, some tips, they've kind of been trickling in, but none of them have actually led to an arrest or anything. And to this day, the case is still open and Helen Brock has never even been officially declared dead. So what happened to Helen Brock? Hmm. Did she meet with foul play? Or did she orchestrate her own disappearance? The answers may never be known, and the disappearance of this wealthy socialite continues to be one of Chicago's most endearing mysteries. That is wild, isn't it? It's crazy. It's just... I just don't understand how people just disappear with no evidence left behind. I I know. In, in my initial kind of reaction to that is with all of the cases and, and stuff that we've done and we've kind of covered in these episodes, it's just lack of technology. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I mean, disappearances happen, murders happen, and then years later, you start to kind of uncover because of evidence and the technology that this is what happened. This is who did it. And this is just kind of another one of those cases where... Maybe things will trickle because it is an open case, but it's just it's kind of weird to me that I, I from what I read um, that she has never officially been declared dead because there hasn't been a body. There's just nothing. And it's somebody with so much money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Multi multi-millionaire throughout, you know, the the 70s and, and a time of things. But what was pretty cool is to um, the Brock's Candy Company really got their popularity when they started doing stuff with Halloween, when Halloween started to get big late in the day. And I read a lot of stuff about Brock's Candy and the classic candy corn. But this is, uh, I mean, that's just a, just an interesting episode. And uh, obviously that's, that's all for today's Yorktown podcast, a little bit of a shorter one. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed kind of, you know, diving into the mystery of Helen Brock and and her disappearance with us and a little bit of a new format. I personally enjoyed it. I I don't you don't enjoy the new format or do you? (laughs) No comment. Oh, no comment. (laughs) I do have a question, though. Okay. Kind of irrelevant. Actually, it's pretty irrelevant. When you eat a piece of candy corn, Mm -hmm. do you think all three colors taste the same or do they taste different to you? I don't, I don't know. I don't eat part of it, but I don't... You don't bite it apart? No. Oh. I just take it by the handful and just... Hmm. I don't think... I think they're all the same. Why are they supposed to be different? I don't know. I personally think they have a different taste. I think the white part on the top of it is a different texture, different taste, hmm. different consistency than the rest of it. Hmm. And I bite them apart color by color. Really? I do. But I feel like I can't be the only one that does this. Yeah. It just got me thinking. It doesn't have anything to do with the story, but no, that, no. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, so I did a quick Google, and candy corn is made from the same ingredients throughout. So the three sections do taste the same, although there are many tests and different claims and everything otherwise. But uh, apparently, there is a diagram that says what is the right way to eat candy corn. <laughs> 
So the diagram is over here on this monitor, and you guys can't see it, but myself and Meg can. 42.7% start with the narrow white end. 46.8% of people eat the whole piece at once, and 10.6% start with the wider yellow end. Hmm. I definitely usually just eat the top part. So you're part of the 42.7%. <laughs> Except I usually just eat the white part and then don't eat the rest of it. You just throw them away? Sometimes. I don't usually eat a lot of candy corn, but I I, I do think that the top part tastes different. I don't know. I, I'm texture hmm. based, I guess. Interesting. All right. Well, so you start eating the white part, be the 42.7%. <laughs> I guess you're in a whole different part. You eat the white part and nothing else. That's probably. Yeah, so then like when I point. get the pumpkin ones, I don't know what to do with them. <sighs> you just eat it whole. That's that's what uh, that's what I would do. Anyways. Anyway, so um, yeah, if you have any thoughts, theories, suggestions, uh, like always on future episodes, make sure you reach out. If you have, I would love to continue. We've had a couple of stories submitted to us. I would love to have another one next week. Um, but I mean, I don't have anything else. What about you? Got yeah, nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, this was a this was a good one, and I can't thank you enough, Meg. And everybody that's still listening, for whatever reason, we greatly appreciate it. And we look forward to coming back next week with another fun episode of the Your Town Podcast. So hopefully, uh, again, check out the Deluxe Edition Network and email us. Send them a message on Instagram. Our world is a weird place. And so are the 70s. Crazy place. It is. So, all right. That's all we got. Take care, everybody. That's all. You got anything else? Did you do the quote? Oh, I didn't do the quote. Didn't do the quote. We can't end this episode yet. I didn't do the JK, sources. I didn't do the sources or the quote. All right, sources. I only pulled from Wikipedia. Sorry, I threw threw you off. No, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, only, I only only sourced from Wikipedia. There was a lot of information there, so make sure you guys check it out. Um, Helen Brock on Wikipedia in the quotes <laughs> by John Lyons, and I thought this one was a little bit fitting. There are only two emotions that belong in the saddle. One is a sense of humor, and the other is patience. Mm. Good one, right? That's good. Pretty fitting. All right. Mm -hmm. So shout out John Lyons. Shout out Wikipedia. Shout out listeners. And more importantly, shout out to you, Meg. Shout out. All right. That's all I got for real this time. You got anything <laughs> else? I got nothing. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. bye. Hey, this is Casey Shearer. And this is Ray. Do you like pop culture? We're pretty sure you do. Then come on over and check us out at deluxeedition.show. You will not be sorry. Or maybe you will be. I don't know. <laughs>